Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BS Injury Report, sponsored by Freedom Physical Therapy Services. Uh, we're back this season. We missed week one, but I'm back with Scott Coonan, and this is Brady Ament. And uh, every uh, every week or so, we're going to go over the injury reports and give our opinions on the Packers. How, Scott? How are you doing? Great. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be back. So, uh, didn't really feel like football season until Sunday. I couldn't agree more. I would say this season, uh, above any other, I had absolutely no idea, um, no feel on how the Packers were uh, going to look or be. And so, um, when they when they released the cut down to get to the final fifty three, I think I knew two of the players on there. You know, or usually yeah. during the course of the preseason, you see the games and you kind of know who some of the guys who are on the bubble are. Yep. Uh, and this year, I had no idea. I think the only real guy that was even a, a little bit of a surprise was Jake Kumaro yep. that got cut. Yeah, I agree. That's the only. That's really, I think, yeah. the only person I knew. So, um, yeah, it's that's that's the most exciting part of the preseason. But to be quite honest, I don't think I really missed the preseason all that much. I mean, yeah. it it is a little bit different. We had the Bucks still playing basketball um, right before that, so we had that to watch. And uh, the NHL playoffs are going on. So. Yeah. Um, other things to watch, but that being said, after uh, week one, Packers put a beating on the Minnesota Vikings, which is always good to see uh, positivity all around in the state of Wisconsin. Absolutely. Again, pleasantly surprised. Um, Rodgers was sharp. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought they looked great. I'm excited to see how they do this week. That motion, motion-based motion offense uh, pre-snap looked really good and some really fun – run plays yep. uh, they were able to, to get across. So um, we'll see. But as far as the injury report goes, we always start off with uh, the big injuries uh, from both teams that uh, for the matchup this week. Um, and I guess for us, the biggest worry here on the, the injury report is Kenny Clark did not practice Wednesday. Um, and so he is in danger of missing the Sunday matchup against the Lions. Yeah, groin. They said he said he, I think he said he said he slipped like his leg kind of slipped out with him, and that's a it's disconcerting just because those can be kind of a lingering inj inj injury yep. uh, for somebody. So that is a you know your best defensive lineman on what you know I think is probably our weakest position group is probably our defensive line. So to yep. lose your best player out of that is is disconcerting. But um, you know other people just have to step up. Yep. So. Um so for everyone that doesn't know that that is either new listening or um, has listened and just didn't understand what was going on, Scott's a physical therapist. Uh, and so our, our reasoning to give our opinions about the Packers kind of come from the injury report. And, uh, and so we talk a little bit about like the, the actual injuries themselves uh, in terms of like groin, like someone comes in for groin injury like those are just nagging injuries that can go on and on if they don't get the proper rest. Um, so I guess, can you quickly take us through like what Kenny's probably going through in terms of rehab? Yeah, it's typically so a groin injury is typically, you know, I would consider it to be soft tissue. You know, you've strained the muscle, uh, so overstretched it. And so, yeah, that just takes um, time for that to heal. You know, if he were my patient, I'm sure he's probably getting some dry needling because uh, there's, you know, he probably has some trigger points in there. Uh, some manual work, um, some gentle stretching. And then the other, you know, important thing with that is, you know, um, you know, addressing the other areas that maybe set him up for that. So um, 
Now, now groin injuries, sometimes you see those on injury reports. Like someone will be dealing with that, especially like football players that are trying to constantly get back. They kind of deal with that throughout the entire season sometimes, especially those yeah. soft tissue injuries. For a normal person that doesn't have to perform at the highest level and, and play professionally, um, how long are normally they out resting just to completely to get that to subside before they, they get back into activity? If, if somebody were to – so I'm talking about, you know – the person who maybe goes to the gym a couple few days a week and does some of that, you know, they would probably be pretty quickly to be back to it. The other growing thing with like, you know, so an, an athlete like that, that sometimes the other thing is, you know, often is that considered to be too, a little bit of a sports hernia injury as well, which that again, that's, um, that's definitely more involved. And, um, you know, sometimes they do surgery on that to repair those. Um, who was it? Um, the Badger running back a few years ago was it Corey Clement or uh, Monte Ball? He had a uh, one of those two guys I think um, had a sports hernia and had to have surgery on it. Went over to Germany to have surgery on it. So sometimes that's in that same area. But it sounds like Kenny Clark's is more just um, was a strain than a hernia. So yeah. they just it just often it can be a lingering issue for people. Yeah, and especially him getting in and out of the, that stance and yeah. being quick side to side. That's always an issue. Yep. Um, did you see anybody else on the injury report? That... Well, the big one, you know, for me is, is, um, probably Lane Taylor with the yeah. fractured leg. Yep. Um, uh, my guess, I, this is just, I, I think he maybe has like a tibial plateau fracture. So just fractured right up near the, the, the top of the, or the bottom of the, of the femur, okay. um, or the tibial, the tibial plateau, the, um, which is the lower leg bone. There's a little bony prominence um now this, so, this is his second year that he's going to be yeah. out for the season which is unfortunate is that um is it career threatening do you think so it sounds like they're going to do surgery and the only reason i think it's a tibial plateau fracture is because from what i saw this is again just speculating um he didn't they didn't air cast him or anything like that so i don't think he had like a you know a lower leg fracture like a you know tib fib fracture or something like that that's horrific where um, you know, they'll air cast him cause he got up and put weight on it. Yeah. So that makes me think in the, but then I heard that it was a fracture. So, um, that's what makes me this again, just totally speculating just a tibial plateau fracture. So, um, and if it's, it sounds like they're doing surgery. So sometimes if it's not, um, lining up properly, they'll go in and get it lined up and then, and then put a screw in there so that it heals properly. So, um, just with the offensive line depth. Yep. With some of the other guys that seem to be injured or nicked up right now, it's that would be the only other, I think, big injury for the Packers. Yeah, it sounds like Billy Turner's ready to play. Um, he was practicing. Uh, the other Runyon looked good too. I Run, thought Runyon looked really good, and um, you know, uh, Oren Burks, who can't seem to stay on the field, wasn't active. Um, yeah, they last, brought in a, a dude off the practice yeah. squad uh, came um, in. He, he's, he was full practice listed, so hopefully he's in. It sounded like he put in a lot of work in the offseason. I was kind of excited to see what he could do. I made um, a huge tackle on that screenplay. I don't know if you know which yeah. one I'm talking about, but they, somebody else highlighted that. That, that was because um, that, that was set up to be a big gainer for him, and it ended up they had to punt, and then we went down and scored again, so it really flipped the momentum of the game. So... And the rookie, I can't even see. This is worth no preseason. I don't know. Um, 
the rookie that they drafted from Minnesota who's on the – was oh, it Martin? Yeah, yep. Um, yep. He's on IR now, but I think this season they're letting people come back after three weeks. They said he looked great in camp from the little bit I heard and read. So That sounds like it could be a permanent change that they're making to that whole system and then almost turning yeah. it into like a, a 15 or a 30-day uh, DL or whatever it yeah. is that they've got – or IR. Yeah. Um, which they have like in the the MLB, right? It makes sense. Um, it, it I don't I don't really understand why they had it the way it is. I assume yeah. it was contract negotiations between right. the NFL and the right. NFLPA. But um, other than that, I mean, on the Lions side, it looks like uh, the big names are uh, Desmond Trufant, which is their like one of their best corners now that they traded away uh, Darius Slay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Kenny Galladay um, didn't practice either, and that would be a big loss for the Lions. Um, I, I don't know. What, what are your predictions for the game? I think that the Packers have a pretty easy win coming, I hope. Um, so. I definitely think we should win. Um, yes. yeah. well, Lions I, have always given us issues yeah. in the last couple seasons. but Yeah, no. Uh, last year, it's funny, we beat them in both games and didn't lead for one second in yep. either game. That's a great little <laughs> – that's a fact of the day. Um, so I, I think we should win. I was really pleasantly surprised with how good our offense looked. Um, I, I thought uh, Jones ran the ball super well. Um, I can't wait to see Dylan get the ball more. That guy's going to be awesome. I think. Yep, I um, think so. so I was, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised. My only worry this this week would be um, it's going to without Kenny Clark. Yeah, how good can our run defense be? Because yep. Adrian Peterson ran for like ninety yards against the Bears. Um, the is line, that where he is now? I know he got released from Washington. He's at Detroit? Yeah, he's in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and Swift had a pretty good day catching the ball other than the, the, oh, the, yeah. what it mattered <laughs> most. But, I mean, you're going to a rookie running back and yeah. the biggest play of the game, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think we should win. But, yeah, even though we – I thought we had a great game against Minnesota, I still have um, – my, my biggest area of concern for the Packers is, you know, our run defense yep. uh, throughout the season. Um, I just I hope we can we can stop the run. That's you know those were the games we got beat last year. San Francisco, they just they just ran it down our throat. Yep. And so we and we couldn't stop them. I think they could have told us we're going to run it right here, and I still don't think we could have stopped them. So. That, that, I think they made the right changes to at least like throw stuff at it, right? Yeah. We, we got rid of Blake Martinez, and as good as his stats looked, it never seemed like he was making a, well, he's a, making, a difference. He would lead the team in tackles, but again, I just said they were always five yards downfield, yeah. so that's the problem. Because <laughs> uh, I think it's 10 yards for a first down. Yep. So yep. Um, that's a problem. And the other person on defense that I was really – I thought he played a lot more, and I thought he was getting some pressures was um, – or Sean Gary or whatever. Oh, yeah. I thought he played a fair amount, and when and I was kind of focused in on him, and I thought he had a good game. I'm excited because if they can keep those three guys fresh and just you know, yeah. and I and I know they've talked about putting them inside too uh, on passing downs. Um, that's all. That's how your your best uh, pass defense is to get a rush. So now, if you have a little time, and we're I think we're pretty much done with the really important. Uh, injury pieces is like so i've had conversations with you about our draft um and these takes that are still like well they still didn't get aaron Rodgers a wide receiver um like 
you look at the wide receivers that were drafted after that Jordan Love spot, and I don't yeah. think they were going to be able to trade up to get like the CD Lambs, yeah, he the, the top receivers. Um, like, who is going to make that big of a difference in the draft? And it's the same thing with Rashawn Gary. It's like they're looking at some of these guys and they're mm. saying there are no studs after the top 15 picks that are going to help you this season in a meaningful, impactful, be yeah. the best player on your offense or the best player in your defense kind of way. So we're looking at guys that we think we can develop into our system and yeah. make impacts a couple of years down the road. Right. So, I yeah, I, I didn't. So um, when they drafted Love, I mean, my initial gut reaction was, oh, my God, what are we doing? I thought they were trading up to grab the inside linebacker. I think Queen from uh, – was it Quick or Queen from uh, yeah. LSU? Yep. And then they drafted a quarterback. But as I thought about it, you know, like – if that, it's such a quarterback-driven league, you know, and if this guy can even be – I've always – they've said they compared him to um, Mahomes. I'm like, if you can get three quarters of Patrick Mahomes in the 26th pick, what team in the NFL wouldn't do that? Yep. So, and then again, there's not the pressure on him to come in and play right away. Um, maybe it put a little fire under Rodgers. So I don't mind that pick. And then when they drafted the running back um, – I, again, kind of <laughs> questioned the process just because I'm a fan and I know what our needs were, or at least my perceived of, of what their needs were. And so, um, but boy, watching him run, and when I compared what he was to Derrick Henry as far as their combine, and I know that's not necessarily playing football, but their combine numbers, his were all better. Dude's athletic. Yeah, and just <laughs> I, with the few runs he had, I was like, God, I can't wait till they just give this guy the ball, you know, 20, 25 times a game, and he just beats on people. So I, 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 I mean, go. I mean, if you keep going down the draft, this Josiah DeGura, yeah. the tight end, played a really big role yep. in the pass block or in the run blocking yep. game, and it seems like he is just going to get more and more opportunities to get snaps. And it sounds like he's a guy that is super driven. I mean, he's getting comparisons to to some of these other awesome yeah. tight ends that have that pass blocking ability like think about like how good of a blocker george kittle is yeah and i think and he was you, a what fifth round pick right wasn't kittle a fifth round pick out of yeah, iowa yeah and so you never know what he's going to develop as is like a super dangerous yeah. pass catcher but if you can just get that base of he is going to make a run uh, run game that much better i mean yep. And that's, that's the same, pick. too. I mean, they they ran multiple tight end, uh, and I read in the Journal Sentinel that that was, you know, really created some problems mm -hmm. for uh, Minnesota's defense, that we had multiple times we had three tight ends out, out yep. there. So... So if that's how you want to run your offense, then, then you don't need to, then you don't need a, yeah. uh, to trade up or get anybody. You've got uh, Adams, who's really good, um, obviously. Um, so the, the best thing I heard is that last year LaFleur ran – his offense with Mike McCarthy pieces, and now they're starting to draft Matt LaFleur pieces. So, um, I mean, I don't want to keep coming back to the draft, but you look at the next two picks, are both offensive linemen. One of them played a big role in yeah. stepping in as a rookie. The other one's on the practice squad. You don't know what he's going to yeah. turn into. And with the depth that it looks like we may need with some of the injury pieces we have, it could be we could have, you know, four of those guys being key players this year yeah. already into a system that he wants to run. Right. Plus, you know, whatever he gets around the sixth and seventh pick, which I think were skilled positions. Right. Yeah. No, so. I, yeah. Runyon played good and maybe, they, I mean, they've had a, a history the Packers have, and I'm sure every team has, I just don't know their, their players as well, but of catching a little bit of lightning in the bottle with like uh, Mark Tauscher was what a seventh round pick or sixth or seventh mm -hmm. round pick. 
Baccarati or Bakhtiari is was a fourth round pick. Yep. So those guys were, you know, Packers for well, I think you'd think um, they both will, but been here a while, yep. um, and so hopefully maybe you get the same with Runyon. So uh, let's go. Uh, I guess let's do a little betting before we finish up here. So uh, Green Bay favored by six. Uh, at or uh, at home for Detroit, you taking uh, Green Bay in the points, or are you taking Detroit in the points, or are you taking Green Bay? I'll give the points and take the Packers. I think they, uh, yeah, I think they, I think they win by at least ten. Okay, yep, I I'm leaning that way. I was that impressed by what I saw. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can run the ball, they they just, yeah, I I enjoyed the game. <laughs> I just think that I think that Lions defense too is just abysmal. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any of the playmaker. I mean, the like, Bears beat them. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it, it, the fourth quarter allowed what yeah, three, twenty-one three points. Scores. Yeah, it's uh, um, updated. Uh, updated division odds are uh, so. Last week the Vikings had the best odds to win the division. They dropped a second at two plus two fifty. Bears at two plus two seventy. Lions at plus seven hundred and Green Bay at plus one twenty-five. I still think that the yeah. uh, division goes to Green Bay. I agree. Yeah, especially after that. Especially after beating them. Um, and they, the the that the way the schedule lined up with this COVID stuff obviously plays to their that they got to go play there before there's any fans in there or anything like that. That's a yeah. a big deal. And I think the same as when they go play New Orleans. I think they play New Orleans in two weeks yep. uh, or two games. And so um, if they don't have fans in New Orleans, I mean, um, that's a huge huge advantage for Green Bay. Yeah, someone someone from. Uh the Saints said that playing at home with no fans was like playing in Tampa Bay, like, oh. like playing in a away game in Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, I guess uh, any anything else that we have to to hit on? No, no, we didn't. What about our hot takes? Did, hot, did, well, did we overreact to any of that week one stuff? Like, is everybody overreacting to anything that happened in that week one game against the Vikings? Um. I don't think so. I mean, do you? I mean, no. I mean, I just thought they looked. It was a solid win against a, a supposedly a good team. Um, yeah. You know, they're always well prepared. Zimmer's a great head coach, and so I guess my only thing is, is I think Minnesota could be really bad. Like they could end up being bad. I think their offensive line is not good, yeah. and I think that's going to give them problems in being able to move the ball down the field with their, you know, supposedly run heavy offense. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that with the how young that defense is, with them losing pretty key pieces either opting out or, or being traded away um, or, or just signed somewhere yeah. else. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're going to miss Stefan Diggs a lot. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. we got to have a hot take segment, though. Well, I mean, I guess my hot take, which we kind of discussed, is this this could be one of the best drafts we've had in the last wow. ten years. Bold. That's bold. That's put that one in that's a put that one in the can. So that that would be my hot take because All right. I mean, I don't think we've had a great draft. I mean, the only one that comes close was the one that we had last year when they got uh 
Yeah. Gutekunst's first. Well, or, oh, last year was Gary. Not the one with Jair Alexander. Yeah. Two years but if ago. you even look at that one, that's he's the only dude from that. Um, he's, you know, yeah. Josh J- Jackson has been fair. Um, and Ted Thompson's last couple few drafts were bad. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, well, um, no, I like it. That That's definitely a hot take. We yeah. might have to wait two years to see, but. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll pull it back up in two years. No, I, I, boy, nothing would be greater if you're right. I think what, what we said. Well, you might have to wait five years or whatever to see how Jordan Love is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, then, but, but, but Dylan Degura, yeah, uh, Runyon, Runyon already played in week run. Yeah. We, 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 and we're solid. And we're solid. And then you've got, depending on what happens with the offensive line, there that, uh, the center from Michigan could end up getting yeah. pulled up. And then, um, so that's four four of our yeah, and we have seven picks. We, and the love is love will eventually play. I mean that'll that'll ultimately and last year, you know, I mean, I was the one freaking out last year, uh, because Gary wasn't playing very much. So so again, the fan comes from fanatic. Uh so That's right. Hey, that's okay though. That's that's what we're here for. That's uh right. it's our job. Yeah. They can make the the sound level-headed decisions with all the information. Yeah, right. And that's what I always, that's that's always I come back to that. Right, is that like this is what they do for a living? They're, they nobody nobody wants to win more than the coaching staff. Yep. And so they're going to make what they consider to be the best um, the best decisions. Oh yeah, the uh, Martin in the fifth round, which he would probably oh, been starting. He probably would have been starting. Yeah, if he hadn't gotten hurt. Jake Hansen, the center out of Oregon. The guard from Nebraska, yeah, I don't. Is it? I don't know what happened to Vern. See, these are the end round guys in the preseason. Yeah, and I mean the sixth, seventh round picks. I mean they they're probably choosing athletes or yeah. really smart guys that yeah. that didn't have that like huge athletic burst that they're just hoping um, can maybe make the roster and maybe play special teams at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, so, I mean, Dylan, your first. I mean, obviously, Love's not going to play. So your second round, third round. Uh, fifth round would have played and sixth round played. So yeah, that's solid. So I I don't know. I just I I. I this is kind of like we're we're sw- if we're switching sports like we're at, there's talks about like the Bucks doing whatever Giannis wants to do to get him to stay. But ultimately, is that the best thing to do? Is to ask your best player because if you would have asked Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers what he wanted to do with the football team, he probably would have done something different. But this could be the best thing for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the NBA is the sport where definitely the uh, – some of the other ones too, but definitely the, your superstars kind of – Drive your success Drive more. your and, – and, yeah. and have a bigger say. Um, but, yeah, your point is spot on, I think. Football, well, it's the ultimate team game, and so um, – so yeah, you can't have one guy. That's what drove me crazy with Favre at the end of his career. Is I mm-hmm. thought he kind of felt like he was entitled to make personnel decisions, and you're just one. You know, you're just one guy on the team. Granted, very important, very vital, but you're still just look at the success the Patriots have had. Yeah. Do you think Bill Belichick gave two licks yeah. what Brady wanted? <laughs> Obviously yeah. not. No. So, no. Um, the only thing that I think Belichick didn't get to do would have been trading him away two years earlier. He probably would have. If, yeah. Uh, Bob Kraft wouldn't have yeah. stopped that from that's, happening. That's always – and then had Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's – I mean, I love it like when I, some of the Packer players that have left here and conversations I've had with people about it and they might be upset and 
because they really like that player. But, yep. I, you know, I think Ron Wolf said that same thing. It's better to let a guy go a year early than keep him one year too long. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, all right. I don't think we've got anything else. So thank you for listening. Scott, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. And uh, Love it. Go Pack Go. Yeah, Go Pack. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin, more information at freedompt.com.